Welcome to Hughes from the Heart. We've got a special uh, guest here on our phones, and I'm going to call this segment Red Wine Rendezvous because I'm sipping some red wine. I don't do that as often as you folks think I do. You think I have a glass of wine. It's like uh, Dean Martin. He was really drinking uh, iced tea from what I hear in those glasses, and people thought he was a, a wino. But anyway, uh, we have on here a Facebook friend, a listener, a supporter, and really an inspiring person, too, and that's what we're all about on the podcast. Uh, Kristen, uh, thanks for wanting to come on the podcast. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. Well, I appreciate it. It's a little bit later for you, isn't it? We're, you're in Pennsylvania? Yep. Yep. We're in uh, Pennsylvania. I live about uh, an hour northeast of Philly, um, but it's about 85 here. Um, so kind of winding down for the evening. Yeah, it was warm today. Not as warm as it has been, but it was raining also. And it's so, we don't get a lot of humidity here in Western Washington, but it's so sticky today. And it's, I don't like it. I probably shouldn't be drinking red wine. I should be drinking probably some ice water. Perfect evening. It was beautiful. We've had quite a few really hot and humid days here in Pennsylvania. So um, I took advantage of the weather and I opened up my bottle of red wine as well. So Oh, great, great. I'm drinking, I'm drinking this evening apothic brew it's their um it was kind of a limited edition and it is red wine infused with cold brew coffee no way i've never seen that in my life how is that oh i love it it's fantastic i haven't seen it in the stores but if you go online some of the online distributors still carry it so you just have to do a search for it um but when it was out i bought a case and i'm down to well, I actually opened up my last bottle tonight, Spencer, in honor of you. So. Oh, wow. Well, that's fantastic. Well, I'm glad. That sounds like it would be a great – it sounds like it would either be a disaster or the greatest thing since peanut butter and chocolate merging. I don't know. I've never thought of combining those two. I enjoy two. it. I, yeah, has a has a little bit of a sweetness to it. It's it's nice. It's smooth. I like it. I like apothic uh, in general, so I'm yeah, giving yeah. them a plug. But, uh. So in Pennsylvania, I'm not. My wife's been there, and she loves it. She could see herself living there. I've never been. I have actually a cousin of mine that lives there somewhere. What do you guys? I know all the cool stuff. But what do you got? Like tornadoes, earthquakes, tsunamis, monsters. What? 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 I'm trying to think. <laughs> like Pennsylvania. What do you guys have? Like natural disasters? We have volcanoes here in Washington. We got away from some of the crazy stuff in California, but you know, there's an active volcano we got mount rainier that could blow at any time what do you have in pennsylvania yeah. is there anything like any natural phenomenon that you're famous for um we have the Amish. no i'm just kidding the Amish. <laughs> we have horse and buggies um uh, we get a little bit of everything here natural disasters i mean nothing let's see we have had a hurricane from a time or two and we've had earthquakes um I would say one of the biggest things that, well, I'm probably not the biggest, you have to research it, but from around where I am, there's a town called Centralia, Pennsylvania. Oh, I've heard of this. Has, yes. Oh my yes. God. I want to go yeah, there. The, yeah. The underground um, coal mines that are burning and have been burning and burning for years. Um, I mean, decades, right? I mean, these fires so... have been burning for decades. It's like a, yes, it's yes. on a lot of the paranormal it's shows, but it's not really paranormal. It's, it's, it's explainable, but it's the most bizarre thing I've ever heard. There's fires that started in the coal shafts and they've been burning ever since. And, and finally the government said that yep. people had to get out of there. Right. But I hear there's like one or two people that didn't leave or they're refusing to leave or something. Yeah. Uh, when you drive through, it's uh, pretty much a complete ghost town. So um, I think there's only probably a handful of people that live there but yeah like certain times when you're driving through you can still see like this beam in the smoke coming up 
Um, so it's it's eerie. Uh, and then they had to shut down part of the road, which was, uh, I think it was still Route 61. Um, I should know this. I've lived here my whole <laughs> life. Uh, but they had to shut that part of the road down because of safety reasons. There were parts of the road that were starting to cave in. And then because that stretch of road was shut down, people went up and just started doing graffiti everywhere. So it became known as Graffiti Highway. And I've seen that on video. I've seen that on some of the TV shows, that stretch. Yeah. Yep. Wow. So we have um, uh, burning coal mines and the Amish. <laughs> wow. So, hey, that's pretty good activity. How have you guys been with COVID and stuff? Uh, I, I don't know where Pennsylvania ranks in terms of cases and stuff. Are you guys doing okay or were you hit hard or what's going on over there? I think for the most part, we, we've been doing okay. Um, and I think it depends what you read and, and who you ask. Um I'm actually a nurse practitioner and work in the hospital. You know, the numbers have declined. So what you're going to see is you do see an increase in the amount of cases that are positive, but that's because we're testing so many more people. Exactly, um, exactly. I mean, if you think about it, yeah, I mean, I I work in surgical services. So, you know, all of, you know, that's like number one income for hospitals. And that had been shut down since COVID in March. And then when they finally just started decided to start going full ahead with elective surgeries, well, we started testing everybody, uh, whereas back in March we weren't because we were only, we were trying to conserve the tests, you know. So all I can say is despite the numbers going up in the positive cases reported, knock on wood so far, we have not had an increase in the hospital admissions. So that's at least, you know, a good sign. That's great. That's great. Now, in your own personal, we, we give the COVID numbers every day and people need to keep in mind that getting it and getting really sick from it or dying from it are very different things. I mean, you can get something and not be really affected by it at all. So people have to remember that. And then right. there's people that get hit really hard, obviously. But I, I think it's just a lot of doom and gloom in the media because you're hearing the overall numbers. But again, of course, people are being tested. So it's kind of right. like saying um, we counted 800 red cars on the highway today, and yesterday we didn't, but yesterday we had our eyes closed, so we didn't see any red car. I mean, obviously, if we're opening ourselves up to it, we're going we're gonna, to – people are going to test positive. I mean, they weren't testing people before. Right. So we were kind right. of yeah. figuring how it's many people were affected. Here's the data, and we've had these many positive cases, but yet out of those cases – they're not really telling you, well, how many of those were critically ill? How many were hospitalized? How many of those people had underlying conditions? So, you know, it's when you're kind of on the inside and can look at the numbers, then you have a little bit different perspective. And, you know, not to say that we need to sweep this under the rug, but yeah. um, I think it can try to put people at ease a little bit. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Now, how how... I'm looking at your one of your newest posts here. We're Facebook friends, and the weight loss um, it's a really cool thing that you're doing. And has weight always been something right. that kind of nagged you in your life or what? But I, I, I didn't see that you needed to necessarily undergo this transformation, but it looks like you lost 35 pounds in 13 weeks. That's pretty remarkable. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Um, no, I mean, I... 
Well, you know, it all started with kids <laughs> and having babies. And um, I, back in like, you know, in my early 30s, um, you know, I, I was in pretty good shape. You know, my husband and I were both in the military. And um, it's funny because when I actually should have been working out and in fit back in those days, I really wasn't. So till I, you know, I'm not in my 20s anymore. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, just started getting a little bit healthier. And then, you know, life happens, second kid came around. And now I'm, you know, a lot older than I was, my kids are about seven years apart. So it was a lot harder for me to get the weight off. And um, time was an issue, stress was an issue. And I just wasn't giving time to myself and focusing on myself. And it finally got to a point where I was like, you know, I just I need to try to work on something and better myself. And I had tried uh, programs before, you know, and you have some success on them. But, you know, once you reach your goal weight, then what happens? You know, it's like yeah. you, you just go back to doing what you were doing and, and the weight comes back on. Sure. So um, the program I did, you know, it really teaches you about healthier habits and, you know, how to portion out your meals and how to pay attention to the healthy meats that you're eating. What are your leanest meats and, you know, what vegetables are the best, you know, as far as carb content for you to eat. And um, so, yeah, I, you know, started the journey and, um, you know, got to the point where I'm at now. I, I feel 100 percent better than what I did know and it's funny because everyone's like well I didn't think you needed to lose the weight I knew I needed to lose the weight you know I, I yeah, know yeah. how I felt you know and when you feel uncomfortable in your clothing and when you're fatigued all the time and when you're going to the doctor thinking that things are wrong with you and it's like oh no I don't have sleep apnea I was just overweight <laughs> you know it's yeah it's a, a wake-up call so yeah thank you I'm I'm very pleased with my results and I've become a coach um so, you know, it's been very um, uh, pleasing for me as far as being a nurse practitioner and being to help people on the side, you know, and help them get healthier and get off blood pressure medications and get off their diabetic medications. Because, you know, in family practice, I, I have 15 minutes with you. You know, if you come in, Spencer, and you're like, hey, I, I want to look into weight loss, you know, and yeah. it's like, okay, well, this is what we need to do. You can't do that in 15 minutes with someone, you know, no. you just, you can't. So, so yeah, but thank you. I'm, I'm very happy. Well, that's great. So is it, is it like a mindset thing or is it um, like a meal plan thing or is it just more the discipline of knowing when to stop eating? For me, uh, I started losing weight. Well, during lockdown, I was working like walking like 36 miles a week when I was laid off from my job. So I had the radio show that was done like at nine in the morning, 10 in the morning. And then I was with the family and, you know, I was driving them crazy. So I'd go on walks on the road and just start losing weight from that. But I, I right around the same time I got, no, actually this might've been black Friday. I got the lose it app, like the premium, you know, like 20 bucks for the year discounted or something. And I started yeah. Inputting everything I put in my mouth, everything, every cal, you know, it breaks down the calories, it breaks down all the stuff, and I really started seeing from that what I was doing, and I, I got a little scale mm -hmm. for the food, and I was parceling out the cereal, and I'm like, wow, so what I've been eating in my cereal bowl is really like a week's worth of cereal, really. When you think about it, when you look at the portion yeah. size on the box, it's like a teeny tiny yep. palm full of cereal. It's not the big bowl 
filled with you know whole milk to the to the brim like everybody does, right? right? So is this about right, is this right. about portion control? Is it like uh, pre-planned meals? I mean, go ahead and uh, you know give a plug to this. I don't mind. Yeah. I, I I do the podcast, so yeah. as cool as I can do whatever I want, right? I don't have to answer to anybody. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, tell us what this so, is. Yeah, the so the program is called Optavia. And it's, it's a little bit of everything that you've said. It's about mindset. It's about portion control. It's about uh, developing new healthy eating habits. Um, and it is uh, buying into some of the fuelings that they supply for you. So the idea behind it is that you're eating um, every two to three hours. So you're getting six meals a day, five of those are your fuelings is what we call them. So, you know, that can be bars, shakes, it can be mac and cheese, penne pasta, everything is portioned out for you. Um, and it, uh, the plan works. And the reason it works is because of it being planned out for you and portioned out. And there's really not a whole lot of thinking. It's great for people who are on the go. Um, it's a lot of grab and go. Um, you can, you know, make your meals while you're at work and then you get your one lean and green meal or two because there's different ways you can do the plan with a, a five and one or a four and two. But your lean and green meal is really the meal of the day that it's it's teaching you these habits and it teaches you about your portion control. Um, and the, the mindset is, is that you we always tell you to focus on your why. Why are you doing this? You know, mm -hmm. for me, sure. you know, my why was I, I needed to get back into to feeling better. I just had reached my point. Um, but, you know, it, it helps you uh, with the uh, healthy <clears throat> habits of health with Dr. Anderson, and they give you a life book. And it, it really has some teachings that go along with how it's helping you to eat and pick those healthy foods. So, um, yeah, it's kind of a meal plan, but you also have to be in the mental set, you know, where this is what I'm doing and, and I need to focus on why and I'm going to stick with this. And, you know, the, the program works. I'm living proof if you go on and look at my pictures. And, you know, within the first week, I was already down nine pounds. And then, like I said, within 13 weeks, I had lost 35. So wow. and you don't need to exercise with this program. So oh, that's perfect. key as well. I love that. And that's what, yeah, and that's. <laughs> Yeah, I know, right? Who doesn't? <laughs> it's like I eat this food and I don't have to exercise and it tastes great and I'm learning healthy habits and I'm, you know, feeling good. But yeah, and that's what I love about it from the medical aspect because, you know, we work with a lot of people who are getting joint replacements, who are overweight and they have a lot of joint pain. So this program really can help those types of people kickstart their weight loss because they don't have to exercise. So, wow. That's pretty cool. What advice do you have for someone like I'll, I'll it's hard for me because I I sell cars, that's my new day job after the radio show and I'm really liking that, but I'm learning that you don't really take a lunch break ever. You're always, you know, the the minute you think you're going to go somewhere for lunch or go up to the lunchroom, a customer walks in and that could be a car sale for you, right? And it's all commission, so you don't want to mm -hmm. lose it. So I tend to kind of have stuff at my desk. So I'll have protein bars, I'll have um, almonds, I'll have, you know, different things. I'll make myself a peanut butter sandwich or something at home. But whenever I try to do the portion thing, and I know it's mind over matter, it really is, but I always eat it and I go, okay, this is all I have. I mean, this is my desk is empty now, except for maybe one more snack through the day. And then that's <laughs> it. I'm not going to go run and get fast food. I'm just going to deal with it. And then 
it's silly to say this, but your stomach starts churning and you start getting the stupid little hunger pangs and, and you know, you're not going to die. Mm-hmm. You're not start, you're not starving, obviously. And I know that I could just make it a few more hours to get home and have dinner when I get home with my family. Is that a lot of psychological stuff that's going on there? Because I am finding it harder these days to resist that little <laughs> voice that says, you need to eat more, man. You're still hungry. You know, you should have packed another sandwich or you should have packed a few more almonds in that bag or something. But what do you do when you feel right, that right. hunger? Do you just kind of, is it kind of getting strong mentally to say, you know, I'll drink four glasses of water. That'll fill me up. Or let me wait 20 minutes and see if I really am still hungry. Or what do you do when you feel like you just have to eat something? By the way, you look like you're doing phenomenal with your sales. So congratulations. Oh, I appreciate it. I'm trying. <laughs> Thank you. Well, I should be losing weight though. Cause I'm not eating. I'm just selling cars. I'm not <laughs> eating, I'm not taking lunch breaks. Why am I not uh, losing more weight? Right. Well, so, so um, a lot of it too, when, when we feel that hunger, we can sometimes just be thirsty or we're bored, you know? So you're sitting at your desk and you're like, ho hum, you know, okay, like what do I do now until I get the next sale, you know? And, but when then people get bored and they, they eat. So I think one of the things with this program that really helps is the fact that you are eating every two to three hours. And the science behind that is it's helping to control your glycemic index so your your blood glucose and your sugars so you know if we if we eat something in the morning and we're drinking our cup of coffee and then you know we get so busy during the day and we forget to eat you know you get that spike in your sugar and then all of a sudden you drop yep. and then your body's like oh my god i need to eat something and then you just are like eating whatever is in front of you um so if you're trying to eat every two to three hours and you're drinking your water, we recommend that you get 64 ounces of water in you a day. And it helps to curb those cravings. And, you know, I mean, the first week it's a bit to get used to. um, But as long as you're eating as you should and staying on plan and drinking your water, um, you shouldn't be starving. And then once you get into that fat burning mode, um, you, you know, you really aren't hungry throughout the day because you have now gotten your body into this habit and that pattern of, okay, well, I'm going to eat every two, every three hours. I'm going to drink my water and I'm going to eat my, my meal at the end of the night. And the portion size of the lean and green is a pretty hearty meal. I mean, my husband was really surprised when I portioned out everything because you're having anywhere between five to seven ounces of a protein. And then you get a, ch- a choice of three greens on the side, which is, you know, three servings of vegetables. Um, so it ends up actually being a pretty decent portion size and keeps you satisfied. And then, uh, you know, with our program, I'm a sweet freak. I am a chocoholic and <laughs> anything chocolate whatsoever you put in front of me, I'm going to down it. So at least on program, they have brownies and they have cookies. And so, oh, wow. you know, I just make one of those at night and, uh, I'm good to go. Um, wow. But yeah, I think that has a lot to do with it, Spencer. It's making sure that you're eating consistently throughout the day and staying hydrated. Now, you know? I got I to ask and, you this. I'm, uh, afraid, I'm afraid of the answer, though. And I want everyone to know this is just <laughs> kind of there's no maybe real right or wrong answer. But I want to know where two things fall in, in, in your program, like if they're considered the, boogie, the boogeymen of the food or if they're acceptable, right? And I, I've actually gone pretty well with this. People think from my post that I eat this stuff 20 times a day. Even my wife was thinking, she was got to cut back on the bacon. You're eating too much. I go, look, I posted that yesterday, but that was from like three days ago, and I haven't had any sense. And bacon is one of my <laughs> – that's my Achilles heel is bacon. 
And when I was on Atkins, I ate quite a bit of bacon, but, you know, lean meat too and a lot of chicken and fish. And I, I dropped like 40 some odd pounds and my cholesterol stayed yeah. in check. In this whole scheme of things and in your opinion, in your view of, of health, what do you think of bacon? Is it is it people either say it's like horrible, you got to cut it out, or it's okay to eat in <laughs> moderation, or it's even okay to eat every day? I would never tell anyone to cut bacon out completely. <laughs> 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 but, <laughs> uh, I just don't think that's that's right. I mean, that's you know one of the ungodly rules there. I think, um, but so um, I think in moderation, and while you're on plan. Uh, we do encourage you to do turkey bacon. So it's yeah, not quite the same as no. bacon, but <laughs> but it's it's a it's a leaner bacon. But I mean, quite honestly, you know, a little bit of bacon here and there it is not going to hurt you. Um, the, the why we do the lean is because if you think about everything that you're putting into your mouth, well, your body has to digest that and work through that. Sure. And so once it's burning all of the calories that you're putting in your mouth, you know, then it starts working on your fat stores. So if you're eating lean proteins um, and cutting down on your fat and your sugar and your carb content, right. um, it makes your body that much easier to get to those fat stores. So, oh, okay. um, yeah, I mean, you know, if you're a bacon lover, I, I would say – in moderation. <laughs> okay. Um, and, yeah, yeah. And uh, my, what about my husband uh, won't eat the turkey bacon? So yeah, I like it too. I like it too. Um, and actually, if you make it like in a BLT, you know, after a while, your brain kind of tricks you into thinking it's the regular bacon. I know people say that's not true, but it kind of is. Just like keto bread. I have keto bread. I don't even want to know what that's made of, but it doesn't taste of this earth. It doesn't taste natural like you should be eating keto bread. But if I make a PB&J sandwich, you know, I taste the peanut butter and the jelly more than I taste the bread. But if I make just plain toast uh -huh. with keto bread, it's absolutely awful. I don't want to deal with it. So it's kind of the same with, you know, like certain I've... foods, you know. Have you had that? Yeah, I don't think I've ever tried keto bread. It's like 40 calories a slice. I'm definitely not going to. <laughs> well, it's like 40 <laughs> calories a slice versus, you know, 150 to 200 for regular white bread or regular bread. And okay. I, I'm just a bread guy. Like I once in a while want to have, you know, my sunny side up eggs on um, on toast. It's just kind of a ritual in the morning. But I, I, I look at my calories now with that app. I'm putting everything into the Lose It app. And it helps me uh -huh. kind of control my calorie intake where I'm like, do I really want to blow? I'm having almost as many calories in that bread as I am in the eggs. And at least the eggs are yeah. protein and the bread's just kind of empty calories. So do I really want to waste 200 calories in one shot when I could have keto bread for, you know, 40 calories? Or So right, that's, that's right. how I kind of rationalize yeah, that. Yeah, so if you can give out a website, you know, where if, if you want, where people can reach out to you and find out more about this maybe and see how they can get on a plan like you did where you lost so much weight and, and – 13 weeks. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I do have my own webpage. Uh, so if you go to www.beabetteru42.optavia.com, and Optavia is O-P-T-A-V-I-A. -A. Okay. And the, the everyone's like, what's the 42? And I'm like, well, that's my age, and it rhymed. So... <laughs> <laughs> well, that's pretty cool. So, yeah, no, congratulations. That's awesome. And I know I always feel better when I lose weight and I got to lose more weight. And I just, 
I gotta walk more. For me, walking, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a runner. I'm not a jogger. I, I don't lift weights and things like that. For me, walking is very meditative, and I've got a lot of road to walk on. And I was doing it during lockdown. I mean, I know I can do it. I mean, I was clocking in thirty to thirty-five miles a week, and that's more now yeah. than I do in like three months. You know, getting out of uh, lockdown. So I just need to a lot a little extra time i think to the exercise and just be a little mindful of what i put in my in my body i think we, we all we don't pay as much attention i think we pay more attention to what we feed our cats and our dogs and what we feed ourselves i really do like we, we look at what we're feeding yes. our dogs we're like oh my god i'm giving them i'm giving my dog corn or i'm giving them this and i'm like yeah but look at you you're drinking mountain dew and having you know cookies i mean why don't you worry about what you're putting in your in your mouth <laughs> Well, and, you know, the other thing, I, I just feel like we, we always put others before ourselves, you know. So sometimes you just have to st take a step back and say, you know what, I'm going to do this for me, and this is my time right now. So, you know, it's okay to put others to the side and put your put yourself first once in a while. And you have to, really. I really do believe that. And, and we're taught that that's selfish, but you can't. It's kind of it's kind of like the airplane thing in a disaster. It sounds awful where they tell you on the airplane. First thing they tell you is make sure you're okay first. Make sure you have your life vest on so you can help the person right. next to you. Because if not, you're all going to drown if you hit the water or you're all going to perish, right? I mean, you have to yeah. be in a position where you're strong enough to lift the other people around you. And if you're not, you can't help anybody. Yep. This is true. Appreciate you coming on. Say the website again, and I'll, I'll type it out so people can uh, who are listening and can't write it down, they'll be able to see it in the show notes. But tell us one more time. Sure. www.beabetteru42.optavia.com. Well, Kristen, congrats. It's awesome what you're doing, and I love your positivity. And thanks for what you're doing, too, as, a, uh, as an RN, too, and uh, – it's it's difficult work even outside of a pandemic. So I have a lot of respect for that occupation. But during a pandemic, it's obviously that much more stressful and hard. So thanks for doing that and everything else you're doing on top of that. Oh, well, thank you. And thanks for having me on. This was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed this. Well, thank you. And thanks for being willing and all the people listening. You could have been on here too, but you chickened out. I put this call out there to 4,000 people and only a couple people, you know, he did the call, as I say, and Kristen was one of them. So don't, don't go hating on her. Yeah, don't go hating on her. Well, I appreciate it. And I know it's later in uh, Pennsylvania, so you probably want to settle down for the evening. And uh, thanks for being with me here. Yeah, thanks, Spencer. I appreciate it.